Hello, everyone. Hello! Uh, my name is Matt Armando. Uh, my name is Emily Riggins. And this is TVD. With Matt and Emily! I'm jealous that your name got to be said so long. Listen, when I say it, I can do whatever I want. Uh, it's fine. Next, but you know, I don't know. I already have a shorter name than you. One syllable versus three. Although four letters versus five. Mm, first names. I'm I'm only saying first names. I know. My first name is shorter than your first name. Yeah. One syllable versus three. Okay, right. Four letters versus five. Right. How did you get so many syllables with so few letters? M I Lee. I know. I'm not. I'm not questioning the logic. I'm just saying, how do they pack so many syllables into that one little word? It's such an important name. M I Lee. It's one of those times where the Y is a vowel. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes it isn't a vowel. Sometimes it's a Y. Sometimes it's a consonant. What's up with that? Anyways, so, these are this is a great talk. Name name banter. <laughs> banter 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 banter. Uh, Matt. Yeah. This is the podcast. TBD is the podcast. I'm telling you and only you. Mm-hmm. you know, I'm the only one here. <laughs> yeah. Um, spoiler alert. It's just a Matt and Emily alone episode right now. That's true. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about tea and we talk about friendship and we talk about the things that make our friendship run, which are the things that interest us. Um, so microphone. <laughs> that's microphone talk. Um, we we drink tea. Just know that we're drinking tea this whole time. Like. We could be saying anything. We could be talking about dark matter in the universe, but we're also drinking tea. Emily, is that your topic this week? Uh, no, I don't actually have a topic this week. Um, Whoa. I know. Crazy. I have no idea what's going to be discussed on this podcast today. Um, you know what tea it is, but... I know what tea it is because I was was there when it was being made. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I have no idea what Matt is going to bring us to topic. And that's kind of the whole point of the show, that we are sharing with each other and other people. Mm-hmm. Our interests and the things we care about. You guys are going to find out something that I am interested in. Wow. And care about. Well. And. You an expert? Uh, no, I'm not an expert. I wouldn't say. I'm not expert level. Like if you did a trivia on my topic, I probably wouldn't. If, if you, I don't know that I'd score the high. If you had bar trivia about my topic. I don't know that I'm the most knowledgeable person who would even show up to that thing. Okay, wow. But I've got the passion. I once went to a Harry Potter trivia night, and I know a fair bit about Harry Potter. Um, And we did not win because there were some really hard questions. Yeah, I've been to uh, trivia themed around The Simpsons, the television show, which I know very well. And uh, not only did we not, very clearly not get every question right. One, It was like four rounds, and one round we got like one of the ten questions or something. But there were people there that scored like they'd got like ninety sixes on their paper. <laughs> they got so many they and I was like, How do you even know that much? And I don't even know if it I don't even know if it's fun at that point. Yeah. You just know too much about it. Yeah. Um do I do I a good job explaining this podcast? I think so. I have no idea. Hey, hey listeners, tell us if I did a good job. Yeah. But only say if I did a good job. Please don't tell me if I did a bad job. You're setting yourself up for trouble because now if nobody says anything, you're just gonna think and and I can almost definitely assume no one, but maybe Alex Simmons will say anything to us. He, hey, he's our best call and response. I'm going to ask one specific person. Mm-hmm. Alex, tell me if I did a good job explaining the show. But don't say anything if she did a bad job. So now you're on the hook. <laughs> but only tell me if I did a good job. And by that, I mean, just tell me I did a good job. Yeah. Be nice. 
Be nice, please. Uh, Alex is a very nice person, so I'm sure he will be nice about this. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. This is uh, the last episode before the real... We have, we have a Thanksgiving episode, but I don't know what I'm saying now. <laughs> we have a real Thanksgiving episode, but, but this, this might is... be the last time we physically see each other. Oh, yeah. True. Thanksgiving. True. Um, so happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're going away starting on... Uh, uh, tomorrow as far as this podcast drops yeah and five days from now as far as i'm concerned <laughs> um <sighs> wow mm-hmm. um yeah cool how you doing i've been good i've been good should we uh talk about this tea uh yeah give me a second mm-hmm. tea talk tea talk tea talk tea talk we're drinking tea today we are drinking tea, second cup of tea, because we recorded two episodes today. Surprise. Uh, this one comes out first. This one does come out first. Um, this one comes out doubly first, because there's even the, that aforementioned Thanksgiving episode, which is in between mm. the two of these. Uh, oh, I should just warn people, we're going to have an episode next week on a, on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Just warning you guys. First time ever. First time. Not the last time, I bet. If we get to another Thanksgiving. No. And we're going to get to another Thanksgiving. You already told me today that I wasn't allowed to leave the podcast. Yeah. No. She can't. It would no. ruin me. <laughs> but if, if I did, I would take all of his Legos on my way out. Which would just ruin me more. <laughs> uh, we have we have quite a treat today for oh, tea. Oh, <laughs> boy. Do we. Matt, you brought the tea today. I did bring the tea. I, I, I rummaged in my cupboard, <laughs> opened a box of um, a classic... Really, a, a quite uh, well-known tea. Not quite as well-known as I would say Lipton is. That's probably the most well-known tea. Uh, I picked up, uh, this is Bigelow brand green tea. It even says the word classic on the wrapping. <laughs> it does. I can vouch for it. Bigelow green tea. You're, this is your most basic green tea. Uh, it's made in Connecticut. I know that about it. It's the official tea of the New York Yankees, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> boo! I, I, That's not indeed, true. I just did that for you. Indeed, boo. Yes, thank you. Um, but, it, you know, it has healthy antioxidants, according to the label. I love healthy antioxidants. I'm not here for the science of whether that's actually good for you or not. It's all natural. Thank God. Uh, it, it would be weird to have a synthetic tea, I think. And, uh, you know, they're family tea blenders since 1945. Not a sponsor. Can we order their tea shop? In Connecticut, can't is that a thing that you know you can go to or I, I I don't know, but can you? I don't know. We could go like to like a like a tea tour. And there's no address here, but we could just go to Fairfield, Connecticut. Uh, um, zip code oh uh, six eight two five, and just shout out Bigelow Tea. So, Katie, one of our uh, listeners and former guests, is uh, lives in Connecticut and is from Connecticut, and I think she is she's not from fairfield but she lives near there because the county i grew up in is fairfield ohio and i have remarked to her the similarities i hope she sends an email i have driven correct me on all of this i believe fairfield is on the way to new york from massachusetts uh highway wise way to brag with that casual casual way you said that name in massachusetts yeah Um, that's rude I'm sorry. I've been saying it since I was born. <laughs> Literally my first word. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you my first word. Uh, my first word was the word no. Isn't that fun? That seems very in character. 
on it you know that's like one of the things that you find that out about me and i think all the pieces come together <laughs> what was your first word do you know i don't i'm gonna say mom ma oh yeah probably maybe i don't know uh, dada emily's mom get on this yeah um, mom we gotta know it wasn't honey, I'm sure. Um, uh, no, because we didn't have honey in our house. But you know where there is honey? In our tea. In our tea. We're drinking tea with honey this week. Yeah, we, we went a little crazy with them. Um, we have lemon. We put lemon wedges. And honey um. And honey in this tea. In this classic green tea. We're trying to hype it up a little bit or amp it up. Amp it up. I think, I think amp, yeah. Hyping up would be just with your words, right? Is that the difference between hyping and amping is whether you use words or I think uh, use words for both. objects? uh i don't know because when you an amp is like making something louder so it's words just being louder because don't you connect a guitar to an amp i feel like amping up though means you're so like to amp up a guitar right is to be like so you have acoustic guitar and then you have an amped guitar so you're amping it up and like you're adding something to it to make it more powerful therefore the lemon and honey is amping up this tea okay but if i were to be like this tea is so green. It's got That's lemons. Hype. You're That's hype. Yeah. You're hyping it. Uh, we amped up this tea by adding, like, this tea without lemon and honey is an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And now that it's amped up because it has lemon and honey in it. And it's electric guitar. Electric guitar? Electric guitar, yeah. Electric. Uh, mm, I. I learned a new word the other day and I'm trying to remember it, which means I didn't really learn the word, but there's a word like for, it's like, um, it's got the word nim in it, <laughs> like, like pseudonym Synonym? kind of, but, but it's like when you name something retroactively. So like an acoustic guitar, they didn't call them acoustic guitars. They just called them guitars, but then they invented electric guitars. So then we go back and we have to call them acoustic guitars because now they're not you know yeah when they invented the acoustic guitar which is called a guitar yeah interesting uh and that's like that happens a lot when you you have like a newer version of a thing and then you call the like uh another one would be like i never heard the term like standard definition before high definition tvs became they didn't need it you didn't call that you just it was just definition uh yeah so you know this tea is I was just trying to transition us back to tea. Yes, please um, do. Um, I can definitely, um, I recently uh, took a spoon and squeezed the uh, lemon out some more mm-hmm. to get some more of that lemon flavor in. Really happy I did that. I think I'm really into lemons right right now. Lemons are good. They're good for you. They're good for you? You know, you just throw, uh, like some people get all weird about putting, like requesting a wedge of lemon in their water or something like that. But it's actually a really good way to add back things like electrolytes without having to drink a sugary thing like Gatorade. Um, and adding lemon to your drink, actually, it's, it helps the hydrating factor of it all. So we're, we're going really healthy right now. Sometimes I try to drink water more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a lot of a, a drive um, to keep going on things like that. But when I do, I always put lemons in it. And then when I run out of lemons and I don't want to go to the grocery store, I just stop drinking water. Uh, you should get a, you should get a, a male service lemon provider. Just lemons. So you just send, is that what it's called? Just lemons? No, it's, that's, that's what it should be called. Yeah. Hey, just lemons hit me up. Um, when, uh, when life gives you water, we bring you lemons. 
Is that good? Is that a thing I should make a graphic about? I think you should. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'll write if- that one down. When life gives you water, we bring you lemons. Just lemons. Just lemons. Nothing Just else. Just lemons isn't a real company, right? I, I don't, we have made I mean, up. not that. I'm pretty sure it's a made-up company. Good. Although it's real to us in our hearts now. Uh, it is definitely real to me. And at six minutes and 40 seconds, I'm going to write a note to <laughs> listen to that quote of me. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know how I'm feeling about the honey in this because, again, I did not grow up in a honey household. So, therefore, you know, the, the flavor of honey is not one I, I um, immediately recognize. I definitely know there's something in here besides the tea. I guess it's the honey. honey. (laughs) But I don't know if it's like adding anything for me. Um, I mean, for me, it's like, it's just like a subtle, it's like a, uh, and just the sweetness really, you know? Um, If you really go crazy with the honey, and you could if you want, I've got a whole bottle of it sitting there. Um, I feel like it comes out more. Um, But if you just want it like, like if you want to taste the honey, you really have to lay it in there. But if you just want it like slightly sweetened, you just put as much as like you would put sugar in basically. Yeah. It's just sugar made by bees. <laughs> oh, those bees. Busy bees. I should make one of my topic bees once. Uh, Mostly because they're so important. Bees are important. Um, I agree with this. I know people who have bee like hives, like farms or whatever. Beekeep- beekeepers? I know people that are beekeepers. Wow. People that have bees. You're so much cooler than me. Thank you for finally acknowledging that. <laughs> Anyways, Emily, I'm just going to cut to the chase with this tea. <laughs> and please feel free to elaborate uh, on this question as much as you feel like it. No. Is this, is Bigelow's <laughs> green tea the classic with lemon and honey? Not, oh, by the way, they serve this, You, I think you can buy this with lemon and honey in it. And or with just honey. I think you can buy this tea like with honey. Uh, Or I'm thinking of another tea that also does that. Yeah. Uh, But uh, we put, we put, this is the classic version that we ourselves added the lemon and the honey. Slice that lemon up with a paring knife. Put honey in with a bottle. Anyways, is this Bigelow green tea? Um, No, I haven't finished it saying it yet. Is this your cup of tea or is this not your cup of tea? Oh, Matt, thank you so much. Um, so I'm loving the lemon. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pivoting about the honey. Uh-huh. Um, green tea is not my favorite type mm-hmm. of tea. Mm-hmm. Or more specifically, tea green tea without any flavoring is not my mm-hmm. not my thing. Um, I, well, I'm, I, I always feel so bad. Uh-oh. We haven't had one of these in a while. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this drink because of the lemon. So I think because of that, I have to say it's not my cup of tea. Wow. I whispered it. I'm so sorry. Next time we'll have to get the one with the lemon that comes in it. And then you have yeah. to say that that is your cup of tea yeah. because the lemon yeah. was like a package deal. Can I see that little package you're holding? Yeah. I've got this little crinkled wrapper in my hand. <laughs> hey. Oh, let me elaborate a little bit more. Okay. Um, It's just, it's good. It's just, I mean, much like any just classic type of tea it's just not it's not as exciting as i want you know we've had about 35 teas on this podcast and i've had a lot of exciting Uh, teas i'd say more than 35 we have had many teas on this (laughs) podcast and a lot of them have been really exciting that's true um yeah that's true 
I'll, I will use that information when I get asked the question you're going to ask me. Oh, that tea talk done. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's Boo. the meanest thing I've ever Boo. done. That's the meanest thing I've ever done. Matt. I'm cutting uh, that all out. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, is this a uh, classic green tea from Bigelow? Um, it's their signature green blend that enlivens the earthy flavors of this delicate tea. Um, would you say that this cup of tea is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Now, before you answer, I want you to consider that they ask you on the back or they say that we hope this tea delights you. I want you to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, their mission statement is clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So well, a little forward to this. Uh, so we did record a different episode that you'll hear later, two weeks from now. Crazy. We recorded an episode earlier today. We had a different, um, more complex tea, mm-hmm. and it was very good. And no, I, no spoilers. I'd say top five. Whoa. And uh, um, I sprung this the Bigelow tea because this is sort of this is a, a little more of your run run of run of the mill tea. This is more of a, this is a tea for the people, you know. <laughs> this is a this is a tea people can relate to, I think, and. Um, I partially sprung this tea on Emily, knowing that we would have had a, a, a fancy tea earlier in the day. So it's, I don't want to say that this tea would be normally disappointing, because uh, I mean no ill will towards the Bigelow family and their fine teas. Please, if you want to be a sponsor. Uh, but, and also, we'd love to tour your factory. <laughs> if that's a thing you allow. Um, but I felt better bringing this, like, slightly less uh, grandiose tea after we had a fancier tea earlier you know bring us back to earth mm-hmm. you know we could have had two fancy teas in one day but we didn't uh so that's one one thing going on right now so also emily might have a skewed we just had such a great tea it was so so, so good you know tune in in a couple weeks for that one um now all that being said i am enjoying this tea i I feel like it's like cleansing the palate a little more. Like if I had another complex tea, I'd have to get all complex about it. I'd have to use my words. I'd have to be verbose. That's the word I wanted the whole time. <laughs> be all verbose about it. But this, um, I'm just, I'm just like chilling with this, even though it's hot. <laughs> I'm chilling with this tea. And I, I actually, I'm enjoying that. I'm not thinking about it that much. Okay. And I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'm having tea and getting back to the root why i love tea i just like to hang out and drink a warm beverage this is often like if i'm in the city and i'm just like walking around or if it's like before an improv uh practice or show or something like that and i just like want to go to some cafe and just like give me an earl gray give me a green tea just i want a basic tea i want to just chill out this is that feeling and i like that feeling i also like complex teas but i like this feeling too and all that being said, end of verboseness, this is my cup of tea. <laughs> wow. One out of two. Mm. It's not to say I don't like this tea. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. You're our most critical I am. critic. <laughs> you know, I think every, every, every podcast needs a good cop and a bad cop. And I can take that role of the bad cop. I'm em- so mean Emily's all the time. Mean, yeah. Emily's a bad cop. Maybe someday I'll be the mean one. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Uh, I guess the tea just diffuses any meanness I might have. Oh, I'm having tea. Yeah. I've not been flustered 
on this podcast ever, I don't think. Mm-mm. Um, and in real life, I get flustered all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about being flustered? Uh, I don't know if I've been flustered on this podcast. I think I, I get tongue-tied a lot, and that makes me annoyed. I can't remember what that word is that is about calling acoustic guitars that. No. Um, but I do get flustered in real life. Mm-hmm. Yes, is I've not. seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I get flustered. Anyways, this we're in our we're in a happy place. We're in a good place with a T. Yeah. Um T-talk complete. T-talk done. There we go. Um Okay. Matt. Mhm. Me. Um literally nothing we just said matters because now it's the important part of the podcast. <laughs> um it's You'll never get that 20 minutes back <laughs> in your life, everyone. <laughs> but I bet you really enjoyed those 20 minutes, although they don't matter. Um it's time. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you know, most of the time we have guests. Sometimes we don't. Two thirds of the time. Yeah. This is one of those times we don't have a guest because this is a Matt and Emily alone. Trademark. Yeah, trademark. <laughs> T with the circle around it. T-A-M. Circle around it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate puns so much, but. T is just I, such I, a. When I see them in front of me, I can't tell. It's like an, it is an addiction. I think that's why people like pun or. I think that's why people like them. They're they're addictive. It's like sugar. Anyways. Anyways, you brought the top. I don't. I don't have a topic this week. I'm unimportant this week. No. Um, Besides my sparkling charm and personality. Um, The name of this episode will be just the topic I have. It's true. No stupid guest name. All stupid guests taking up all that real estate in the name. So much time and space. Matt, what's your topic? My topic is something that I've loved for a very long time. Longer than I... Saying the word no? (laughs) The word no. (laughs) Oh, man. That would be such a great topic. Um, First words is a good topic, I think, in general. I will never do that, but I I think that's a good topic. I feel like that's like one of those weird things where you'd go off on tangents. Anyways, speaking of tangents, going to get off of this one. This is one of my favoritest things for one of the longest of times. Um, I've liked this thing, <laughs> um, since the nineties. Wow. It's a pretty long time. Wow. It's the longest time you can like something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I potentially can like something as far back as the eighties. Like true. the word no. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been a passion of mine for a long time. I'm saying it in a weird way, but it is a, uh, musical group. I'm wearing their t-shirt. I was going to say something <laughs> other, but I don't want to be spoiled. It is the uh, band group, whatever you want to call them. It's the Beastie Boys. Wow. Beastie Boys. When you changed into that shirt, I was like, I wonder if that's a topic. But mm. then I also thought you were just changing your shirt because you wanted the picture to be different. What a, what a slick thing I am <laughs> to uh, to change shirts because it is a two-episode day. Yeah. Um, I don't always wear themed shirts, but mostly I do it when I have a shirt that fits the theme. <laughs> uh although i i feel i have enough shirts that i can i can throw that off you know it doesn't have to be true uh anyway it's the beastie boys yeah um the first album i ever owned well was uh their album uh hello nasty which uh is um this the album the song intergalactic is on which is one of i would say their top five most famous songs people know that one Mm mm-hmm 
They are also known for the song Sabotage. Oh, I know that song. Off the album Ill Communication. They're also known for Fight for Your Right to Party, or, or the full title, You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party. Too long. Um, it's got a lot of parentheses in it. The The song is actually, without parentheses, it's just called Fight for Your Right. But there's a You Gotta in parentheses and whatever. Uh, the song Brass Monkey is from the same album as Fight for Your Right. Song Girls, Paul Revere. These are all off their first album uh, called uh, License to Ill. As in License to Kill from James yep. Bond. Yeah. Um, they're also known for So What You Want. Um, or I'm just like listing Can I tell songs. you where I know them from? I mean, I know them from other things, but can I tell Do you me? know them? Can I guess how you know them yes, from? Yes, of course. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess that it is when they debuted their song on the OC. Yeah, they did. Um, the song uh, from off the album To the Five Burrows. Uh check it out check check it out it was in the uh, las vegas episode i was trying to make sure i actually know we may have talked about this on the OC episode uh but i know that they debuted that song or or i don't know if debuted is the right word but i know it was like a big deal that like it was on there um yeah that was a long time ago too yeah that song uh yeah they're my they're uh one of my all-time favorite groups i've uh, when intergalactic, I got hooked on them for the song intergalactic. Mm-hmm. That song, uh, when I was like in sixth, seventh grade, something like that, I was listening to that song on like repeat. Like I didn't even want to listen to the rest of the album. Yeah, and that's actually Hello Nasty is like twenty one tracks. It's a long album. So long. It's got a lot of good songs and a lot of weird songs, and I like the weird ones. Uh, but it like goes into trippy places. Yeah. Um. But I would play Intergalactic and then I would hit like, it was track seven. I still remember what track it was. And I would hit like the back button to, because my CD player did not have a loop feature I was going to ask it. you if it was a CD player or a tape device. The, um, this was a CD player um, that also had a tape deck. Oh, I had those. Uh, I had a stereo that was like, um, yeah, it had like a CD player on top and like two tape decks and it had like a ra- AM or FM radio. And it was a, it was a maybe like three feet wide, like fairly good speakers. Like it's a decent um, little setup. I used to, I never owned that many tapes. I don't. I actually don't think I ever owned a. I own a cassette of the Macarena, <laughs> the song. Uh, uh, Please I ha- tell me you still have that. It's probably somewhere. I'm sure. I I don't throw many things away. Uh, but I used to tape songs off the radio. Mm. I was like a. I didn't realize how cool I was, but I was like a, I, I was not cool. I was poor <laughs> and I used to make like mixtapes of stuff off the radio and my like, I think it's my mom owned some tapes that I would listen to from time to time, but I never, own, I don't think I really owned, even the Macarena one was like my family's tape, wasn't yeah. really mine, but I would tape stuff off and I used this thing to do that. Uh, so my first album and my first CD in one <laughs> was, um, uh, was Hello Nasty. Which I've always thought was a great first CD because a lot of people have embarrassing first mm-hmm. albums. Okay, can I ask a question? Yes. So this was the 90s. How old were you? This is important. I believe I said I was around 6th or 7th grade. 6th uh, or 7th grade, but that's not an age. Uh, so like 12, right? 12, okay. Um, I think my first album was I was younger and it was the Backstreet Boys. I, I There was other music I listened to prior to then, but I wasn't... Uh, I guess I just wasn't that into it. Like I listened to, like again, I 
we tape stuff off the radio. Yeah. Um, and I remember like having, I do remember like specific songs. Like I was like, oh, what a cool song. And I had, would wait for it to go back on the radio. Mm-hmm. I only ever listened to one radio station when I was a kid. 107.3 WAAF, the only station that really rocks. This is my demo <laughs> to be a DJ. <laughs> yeah, you're hired. Uh, great. By uh, me for my uh, uh, Jess Lemon radio station. Great. Uh, they were like an alternative rock station or I mean like whatever. They played all the rock from the 90s and stuff. It's the same reason uh, the our new metal episode. I mm-hmm. probably mentioned the same radio station there, um, but I think so. The Beastie Boys are a weird thing because in like the eighties, they're more well known for their, um, uh, and through and into, into the early nineties, but like more well known for playing instruments and um, having guitar and drums and bass and stuff. And as the time went on, they became more of they were more rap focused. Um, and I think this radio station played them because they were used to playing like they're more like sabotage and stuff. But because the radio station was not, a, they played no other hip hop. Yeah. But Intergalactic. And I don't know, maybe like some other groups that like you could fudge to be that way, but they yeah. would never play like, you know, um, Dr. Dre or something like yeah. that. That would never be, or uh, that was the best artist I could think of. Uh, decent 90s reference, I suppose. Solid um, 90s reference. Um, not that he's still not relevant, whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, that, that's why I would tape stuff off there. And I just loved Intergalactic so much. I wanted the CD and I, as it turns out, I loved the whole CD. And then I went back and listened to their older songs. No. I knew the song Sabotage. I knew like Fight for Your Right, but those never clicked until later. And now I also really like all that stuff. Yeah. I pretty much like all their albums and they have a lot. Okay. So... I know the Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. but I'm you know, I'm not a fan of mm-hmm. you know I wouldn't describe myself as a a Beastie Boy head. What, <laughs> a what Beastie did, Boy? Be, I wouldn't describe myself as a Beastie Boy. Um, uh, what would they call best Beasties? I don't know. I used to be like a member of their message board, and I don't remember them like having a thing. Yeah. Every year for my birthday, I get a happy birthday notice from their message board system. Mm-hmm. It's super weird because like I forget. I first of all, I forget message boards are a thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have a, you, I believe you were loading up a question. I was, yes. Um, I guess, when did their first album come out? Uh, I, uh, 86, I believe 86. is when cool. License Deal came out. Or 85? Mm. If, it's, if it's 85, that's the year I was born. I should really remember that. But I want to say it's 86. Mid 80s? De- yes. Um, um, they had like a demo earlier in the 80s, um, which I've heard and it's like really goofy. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, mid 80s. All right. Um, and they're New York based, right? Yes. yes. Uh, two of them are from Brooklyn and one is from Manhattan, I believe. Um, that's how that worked out. There are three of them uh, in the official Beastie Boys. There's also a DJ, uh, Mixmaster Mike is his name. That's a good name. Yeah. Solid alliteration. Uh, he did not join the, or he's like not an official member, I guess, but he is as official as it gets without being one of the, like the original, or truth be told, there are former members that existed before their first album yeah. when they were still like shaking stuff out. Uh, but Mixmaster Mike, I think his first CD was the one with Intergalactic on it. Um, But then he was like on all, he was part of all the rest of them. And anytime you'd see them on tour, he was like the DJ who would mm. be there. Um, and actually, uh, 
seeing them on tour. I saw, I've seen them a couple of times on tour. Uh, I want to say two or three. And I was actually at their last ever concert, which is a thing we can talk about later. Oh, it's something we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, but an interesting thing is that their DJ, like, because I've always, they're, they're a very artistic group. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably, I think to people who like them really understand that. But I think to a lot of people who don't know them as well, it, it's probably not as apparent. But like when they tour, they'll play like even their, they'll play really obscure songs off their albums just like for the for the heck of it like they're just like oh we're gonna play this random song that yeah I'm almost ha- not like a third of you might know <laughs> you know and um they would also like mix up the backing track so they might play they might perform a song intergalactic but the 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 music to it is completely different mm-hmm. and it, that's Mixmaster mike sort of developing and djing on the spot and not, they're not just like i think a lot of people would imagine if they've never been to a hip hop concert, like just somebody pressing play yeah, and then the, them rapping over it. Yeah. Uh, but he would actually be making new tracks to these as they're performing it. And it was always, I mean, I'm sure it's rehearsed, but it was always very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, and I, and I went with, I've, I went with a friend one, to one of these um, concerts and they were actually like turned off by this cause they were like expecting they, they, they were not as into the Beastie Boys as I was. So it was a little mm. more of a turnoff because they wanted something more accessible to them. Yeah. But I found it great because I was like, oh, I know these songs. This is so cool. They're experimenting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a question locked and loaded. Um, so this has been one of your favorite bands, one of your passions since the 90s. Mm-hmm. What is? What do you think the thing about them is that keeps you coming back? Um, and it wasn't just the one song or the one album. <laughs> uh, I will say that Intergalactic is the greatest song to ever be made. And I still stand by that. It's like a weird thing that I've, it took me a little while to realize. Um, although, um, also in like high school times, I had like a CD, like a Walkman CD, mm-hmm. single CD player play yeah. before iPod, iPods. <laughs> it feels so weird to even say these words. Um, but I would just have a CD that I would bring to school and I would listen to on like the bus um, to and from school. I did not have friends on the school bus. So I would just sit there by myself. and listen to music. I did that too. Uh, but I remember I had listened to this song and every time I would listen to Intergalactic and this is like a real thing that I like every time I would hear it, I would hear like a new layer to the music or, or realize like a new thing they were doing or some, some sort of technical thing with the rhyming scheme they were doing or just something like it was, it was the gift that kept on giving. <laughs> and, um, it took me a while to realize like, Oh, this is like one of the best songs ever recorded. And I stand by that comment, <laughs> love intergalactic. Uh, and I actually think sabotage is probably their more popular, slightly more popular song of theirs, mostly because the video is really good for it. But I'm more of an inter. I love. I also love sabotage. But I'm more of an intergalactic fan. Yeah. Um, so that's one reason. Uh, I think they're. I and I've had this conversation recently. They have. They're one of the bands, and I and I like. They have so many songs mm-hmm. that a lot of people know. Yes, and I think, and I was trying to think of other artists that are like that, and there aren't that many. Um, I, I, I feel like they're an underrepresented thing when we're talking about like the greatest bands of all time. Cause like a lot of bands ride on like the laurels of like one or two really good albums. 
but they sort of like over the course of uh 25 years uh consistently put out really great albums because they they actually did they the rate of albums they would put out is like every one every like few years Mm -hmm. like they were never like uh this year then the next year then the next year kind of group Mm -hmm. and they just have so many that like you could hear at any bar or at any wedding or or something like that Mm -hmm. it's almost like a group that just like was consistently able to put out one hit wonders yeah (laughs) you know uh um and uh so i've always appreciated that i think they're a really clever group um seeing all their they have such great music videos they always put together great music videos uh sabotage is one of the all-time greatest uh have you ever seen the sabotage i think i have although i'm having trouble placing it it's they're like they it's like a they're dressed like detectives and they're wearing like mustaches and have big aviator sunglasses on and it's like a police chase or it's like supposed to be like a trailer for a movie or the intro to like a cop tv show kind of vibe i think i have seen it and i can vaguely picture it but mostly i can just i just keep hearing sabotage (laughs) over and over again um that's that's like i think that's like pretty consistently in like top 10 lists of like coolest music videos to ever exist which i can't argue with that um and then uh uh intergalactic is also another really cool music video it's about a robot that comes from space and they have to fight it off or whatever (laughs) um and then anytime you see them in interviews they're always like these really like they were on jimmy fallon like uh recently um and they were just really uh affable people just really fun and like sweet like just like listening to them talk you're like and they're really genuine it's 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 uh quite a thing to behold like them just chatting it up uh even they even made me watch clips from jimmy fallon which is not a thing i typically enjoy oh wow um uh yeah so i guess their consistency with putting out awesome stuff and their winning personality wow um and they've i mean They've been a fixture for so long. They they no longer perform. Uh, one of the three of them died um, of cancer um, a few years ago, which is why I was at their last ever concert. It was not supposed to be the last concert, but um, uh, rest in peace. So they're not performing anymore. I think the when was it that I saw that? That was like 2009, I want to say. Um, it was at Bonnaroo. Mm. They were one of the headlining acts. And... Uh, one of the reasons I went to Bonnaroo, which is a big festival in um, Tennessee, multi-day campout festival thing. Uh, but, I mean, the thing that sold, like, the main reason I went was the Beastie Boys were going to be there. Yeah. And it turned out to be their last concert, which is crazy that I was able to see that. Yeah. I'm very grateful for that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I saw them twice. They were, I was, a, <laughs> my first concert ever was supposed to be seeing them in like 1999 or like 2000 ish, whatever year Rage Against the Machine broke up, <laughs> which is a weird reference point. But I had tickets, owned tickets to see a co-headlining tour uh, of Rage Against the Machine and the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys had announced they were putting out this, a great, like a, anthology album which mm-hmm. was not a greatest hits it was like a two disc like it did have all you know, all their singles on it but also just like it was supposed to just be like a biographical yeah. thing about them um and yeah and it had like songs that were like important to them again reasons i like they're so great is like 
they didn't just put out a i mean they did later put out a greatest hits album um maybe like 10 years later but at the time they were like no we're not doing a greatest hits we're doing this this album that means something to us like even these deep cut songs had meaning to them yeah and that was it's interesting to know that because a lot of albums are full of songs that aren't good and you kind of wonder like does the singer even care for you know that song whatever yeah. the song is um and i actually thought this i thought because they were releasing this anthology album that like they were that was just sort of their way of calling it quits and that might be like their last tour mm-hmm. and they were like who should have who should we have on tour with us and like they they actually had like a i think it was like a fan poll or something and then they announced it was Ragin's machine and people were like oh my god that's a crazy tour mm-hmm. so at that time both of these bands are like so huge yeah and it was supposed to go to like uh i guess it was gillette stadium i don't remember what it, if it was called something different at the time but where the patriots play it was like gonna be this huge concert and then the drummer of the beastie boys uh mike d uh dislocated his shoulder in a bicycle accident and so he can't drum <laughs> and they canceled the tour or they cancel postpone whatever they kind of they kind of were like we don't know if this is ever going to work so they just canceled it uh, maybe like a month later, Rage Against Machine broke up as a band. So it was like, would have been their final tour. They broke up after, uh, because of a fight on uh, at the uh, MTV uh, Video Awards. Wow. And then they broke up. The VMAs. Uh, I want to say this was like 99. Uh, so it was doubly crushing for me because I thought I both missed my last chance, first and only, first and last chance to see the Beastie Boys and my first and last chance to see Rage Against Machine. <laughs> and it was very heartbreaking to me. <laughs> and this is before I knew bands did reunion tours because actually you can... Rage Against, Rage Against Machine has toured, although I still have not subsequently seen them. Uh, but I was able to see the Beastie Boys after that. I'm happy you got that. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, they also just put out a book, Ooh. uh, which it's called the, the Beastie Boys book and I haven't gotten it yet, but I am going to get it for Christmas. Well, <laughs> I questioned whether I was going to wait to do this as my topic, um, till I had read the book, but then I was like, uh, I'm not, I actually just want to talk. I don't need to talk about the book. I can talk about them and how, yeah. and how and their music and stuff. Uh, but I will be, I will be reading it. Right. That's why they're on Jimmy Fallon to promote this book. <laughs> Are they still making music? Uh, no. Uh, no. I, I think they, well, they make music, but not as the Beastie Boys. The, uh, the, okay. The, uh, even they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a few years back. And I think you, I think generally they perform at those. Like when you get inducted, you have a whatever, or I guess it depends on the status of your band if you're yeah. still alive or whatever but they didn't even perform there they had a, a group of musicians do like a medley of their songs mm-hmm. uh in their honor so even as far even then that was like 2012 so they haven't made anything new since like 2000 you know i saw them that came out in 2011 or 10 it's called hot sauce committee part two was there a part one there was not a part one part of that funny charm they have oh wow <laughs> um they are goofy. That's why like, like a lo- they have a lot of goofy songs, which I can appreciate. They just stuff they made for the sake of just, making. Yeah. Uh, so I can appreciate that just in my own life. I make a lot of stuff for no real purpose. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so Intergalactic and Sabotage are some of your favorite songs. Is that That's a true statement. The, yes, those are two of the greatest um, songs. Do you have any like deep cuts that like normal people would be like, I've never heard of that song. But like, you're like, this is the best song. Um, do you know the song Paul Revere? I don't know. It's sort of like a spoken word song. Uh, or they're like, well, that's a weird way of wording it because rap is sort of spoken word song. But um, uh, it's off their first album. This is not a deep cut, by the way. I'm not proclaiming this to be a deep no. cut. But it's this sort of this song about like the three of them. Like they're, 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 it's as if they're not, it's like a role playing song where they're like acting like they're these like three gangsters who are almost like not friendly. It's like, it's like, it's a fake origin story of the Beastie Boys. Okay. It's kind of an interesting, um, it's an interesting concept of a song, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, Lonely Island, I feel like has parodied this song before, you know, the, uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah. Like, um, SNL. They're on thing. a boat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the best, uh, to just dryly be like, they're on a boat. I love that song. Um, and, uh, I also love Lonely Island, and there are also three. There are three dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So Paul Revere is sort of it's it's I don't think it was ever a single, but it's kind of like a well-known song from that album, just because that album had that their first album. I feel like had so many top like famous songs. Yeah. Uh. But there's sort of a sequel version of that song called High Plains Drifter, and that's sort of the, the deeper cut, and it's got this really cool beat to it. I wish I could. I wish I could beat it to you. <laughs> um, um, in a practice recently, uh, we had to do this um, uh, warm up, an improv practice. We had to do a warm up that involved the beat, mm-hmm. and I could not do it, and I was so stressed out. So I'm not going to make you beat anything. I have no. I as much as I like music, I have no rhythm at all. I can't do any of that stuff. Um, although there is an improv warm up called Beastie Rap, yeah. which is named such for their signature rapping style which um is to be like um on the rhyming word the other members of the bc boys will chime in and say that rhyming word improv game sort of goes like uh somebody starts a rhyme like um emily's i went to the store and (laughs) got a cat and then you'd be like uh oh boy oh boy (laughs) Is there a flat? And everyone would say flat at the same time. Boy, that was bad. Uh, hey, let's say let's say something else. Like um, you you bought you said you bought a cat cat, and then I could go like, yeah, that's right, everybody. My name is Matt. Matt. And because uh, I was like, you said cat or hat or whatever. I was like, my name rhymes with that. Uh, anyways, everyone would shout the Matt part, um, and then you go around, and the idea is to lay lay you lay up the rhyme so everyone knows yeah. you're gonna say Matt. Or everyone knows you're going to say cat or whatever. Um, and that's sort of their signature style. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's how the Beastie Boys rap. And it's also endearing. I think that's like another thing I like about them. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing I don't like about the Beastie Boys. They, I'll say this, like, it's it's such a, th- one thing that's like such a relief about them is so, so I do love License to Ill. It's their first album, but there is a lot of questionable lyrics on it. Um, there's the song girls, um, which has a lot of like objectifying women lines in it and things like that. 
Uh, and there's some other just lyrics like sprinkled in between a bunch of their other songs. And in the it, it, shortly thereafter that album came out, um, they like realized this, you know, mm-hmm. and and we're kind of like, wow, we put out this album. It's got some kind of fucked up stuff on it. Um, uh, but we're going to grow as people. We're not like, first of all, they, they didn't stick. Like you put out a song like fight for your right. You can just put out songs like that, like the rest of your life, or you could just retire and sit on the money from like that, those album sales, but they grew as a band and they realized like they needed more progressive lyrics, um, to just be better people. And Mm -hmm. they, instead of letting fame turn them into even shittier people, they let fame turn themselves, turn them into good people. (laughs) Oh, wow. And, um, you know, all their, their, their subsequent albums from there on are all much, um, you know, more woke to use a word. (laughs) Uh, Woke AF. But they're definitely like, you can see them as a band grow over time. Um, and if, you know, you said it was all downhill after that first album, you're probably yourself (laughs) a jerk. (laughs) Uh, but they, you know, and they were like considered like at this point, you know, real like humanitarians and they do, um, all kinds of good, goodwill things. And, and, uh, they've got some political content, which I'm sure some people disagree with, uh, some of that. They have a whole album that's basically anti, uh, George Bush. (laughs) Uh, that's the one with check it out on it. Oh. And uh, it's Sandy not... Sandy Cohen would approve. There you go. That's for my OC heads out there. Uh, but yeah, they... Uh, they Yes. So they've just like really grown as a group. And I can really respect that. And, you know, they did it on their own. You know, they could have kept being that one band and they just weren't. They could have kept partying. Yeah. And I don't think they actually... They're like... Some of those songs they're like so ashamed of they don't even like play them or include mm-hmm. them. Like that anthology album, I think... It doesn't have like girls on it for sure. I think it might have Fight for Your Right, but that song's not quite as uh um uh, questionable, <laughs> problematic. Yeah, I don't know all the words of that song, but you know, they just want to party. Yeah, that one, yeah. Um it's I think like the song Girls is the most emblematic of it all, and then like just some of the other lyrics just like scattered in yeah. like peppered in through all the other songs can have weird uh you know and it's not all and it's also not all misogynist some of it's just like oh we were singing so much about drinking and they're like maybe we shouldn't sing about drinking as much you know and stuff like that um like even think now they're all they're all like vegetarians they're all Mm -hmm. you know all these uh how old are they now old 50s uh i guess probably 50s and they're they're in their like 20s in the mid 80s yeah so 30 years later well they're even more than you <laughs> it's true they're older than me um it's, i know that's rare on this podcast or something to be older than me but that is uh, i've had a couple of things older than me on this podcast <laughs> the shining is older than you um yes indeed came out near my birthday though but five years earlier <laughs> um I feel like I've been, I feel like I've just been shouting, spouting. Well, I don't know that much about the Beastie Boys. You've been answering the questions I have. I know. I just have so much to say. Um, I love them so much. Do you like the song Check It Out? Mm, I do. You know, I, I, 
I just thought of a really random thing. I think that's the first song I ever bought on iTunes. So I think their first album I ever bought was Hello Nasty. And I think their the first digital purchase I ever made was like, check it out. I think I bought it for 99 cents. Check it out. What's it all about? Back when I had iTunes. Um, in the OC, they play it during um, uh, Seth Cohen, uh, Ryan Atwood, and Summer Roberts are looking at a fountain. And I believe Summer throws uh, Seth's hat. And they're checking it out, the fountain? Yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure it's at the end of the episode. I might be wrong. I should go back and watch this. Um, and they have just um, uh, survived a uh, uh, a run-in with some nefarious people mm. when they're trying to get money to help their pregnant friend. Indeed. Who might be pregnant with Ryan's baby. It's such a good what show. A th- what a thing. Um, it's not. Hopefully, ta- hopefully talking about uh, uh, the OC... Um, helps amp up how many people listen to this episode because people love listening to our oc episode because <laughs> well, the oc is the greatest tv show of our time just like intergalactic is the greatest song of all time it's quite a good song um someday i'll do my top the five most perfect songs in my opinion which i think i i think i know what those five are but i'm not going into that right now no it's not it's not for now um okay i have a question mm-hmm. um would you say that the beastie boys are your favorite band of all time uh usually when people ask i i'm in i'm in crisis with this question right now no uh, no usually, don't get flustered usually people um i it, yeah when people would ask me like my for a long time the beastie boys were my unequivocal favorite band of all time um but as i sort of absorbed more music into my liking uh I the, the the answer evolved. Uh, sometime in college, I want to say I started saying I have three equally my favorite bands. Like I have a trifecta of favorite bands, which would be the Beastie Boys, Modest Mouse, and Brand New. And uh, since then, I have a uh, I have um, I, I have a, I, I have an account on a website called Last FM, and this website like it just tracks what you listen to. Um, and then like uh aggregates all the listening it gives you recommendations it's actually pretty good for finding new music um but it has taught me the the bands i actually do listen to the most so i have like factual information about Mm -hmm. what i listen to the most and the beastie boys although they've uh like i often obviously listen to them a lot before i had last fm so i the listens I have I have a lot of listens to Beastie Boys songs, but I realize that like uh, I don't really have a favorite artist anymore. Is to answer okay. the question more directly. Uh, but the Beastie Boys are among my elite. These are the best bands to ever exist. List, which is maybe like ten bands that I'd be like, oh, the, all these bands are the best, and I have no complaints, and I will listen to anything by them at any time. <laughs> Beastie Boys are one of those bands. Okay. Um. Uh. Can you tell me the names of the members besides Mike D? Mike D, Ad Rock, and MCA. Those are their nicknames. All right. It's also Adam, Adam, and Mike. <laughs> Two Adams. Um, do uh, M Rock and A C A? Ad Rock and Ad-Rock. MCA. You literally just like flip them. Do Ad Rock and MCA, do they, what are they doing right now? Or. One of them's dead. Okay. I didn't know which one was <laughs> Mike dead. Mike D's alive. Mike D. Um, what are they doing right now besides writing books? Well, they're, uh, yeah, they're promoting this book, uh, which I guess is crazy. It's super thick. It's like an inch thick book. Um, 
And apparently it has like recipes in it. It has stories. It has photos. It's like all, all over the place. Um, I think they both, um, I know one of them uh, plays music like in a band that he's not, he doesn't sing in it. He just, um, I guess, plays bass in it, uh, which I've heard. It's like a comedy band in it, like. I don't I, I don't know enough about it. I actually I do not follow their post Beastie Boy career well enough. They they're kind of they're not I'd say one of the reasons they're not like as famous as I would think their music would make them is they're not really like in your face about like they're not constantly making news. Nobody writes like they're never in tabloids. Yeah. Um and none of this is to say that like makes you better than someone else. It's just like it's kind of that thing where like you only know about them when they're performing or putting out music and they keep for as far as I can tell, they keep kind of a lower profile the rest of the rest of the time. I think if they wanted to be more out there and like on red carpets more often and stuff, like they totally could have been almost their whole career. I think yeah. they just chose to be this way. And I'll say that's another really, you know, I don't know if, if any one of the three of them would be talented enough to have been a solo artist Mm -hmm. but like in you know when you think of stuff like destiny's child and how like beyonce could have been fine doing that her whole career yeah but then she was like i'm breaking away or or like in sync with justin timberlake um you know people just like do solo careers you know they quit groups and they go do so if you know they're the if they're talented enough you know they, they break away um where it's like oddly like NSYNC or, or Destiny's Child. Like I think the whole time people knew like, oh, the talented, the most talented one. I don't mean to say that the other yeah. people aren't talented because they're obviously more talented <laughs> than me. Um, but people knew like Justin Timberlake was like NSYNC and then it took time for him to like go yeah. like, on his own. Uh, but groups just like aren't a thing that really stay together that much. There's always someone who kind of wants yeah. more of the glory. Um and the Beastie Boys just stuck together the whole time, yeah. you know? And I feel like, yeah, if, if one of them just wanted to be like, I'm Mike D, like, maybe he would be really famous, you know, by himself, by himself uh, or like more just well-known. But like, I think when you stick as a group, you're not like Jay-Z, uh, I'm just thinking solo artists generally, like, you know, they end up, they're in the news a lot, right? Because yeah. like anytime they tweet about something, it's like, it's big. Anytime they show up somewhere, anytime they, you know, start a music company or whatever like it's big news but like the bc boys just never really did much of that stuff and i think um they kept them from being and i don't i don't begrudge them nor do i think this is a negative or a positive but it just like kept them from being in the news as often as i think their record sales might say yeah they're probably the most incognito band uh compared to record sales there's like ever been (laughs) that is interesting um because they're all they're clearly probably pretty wealthy people eh? <laughs> unless they donate it all somewhere but yeah um okay i thought of a question and then you kind of answered it well not really so i'm gonna ask it anyways <laughs> were there ever any rumors of them like arguing and fighting and almost breaking up or was it pretty smooth if there were i didn't know about them all right uh but we'll find out in the book i'm also not a very gossipy person like Ugh. i think they f- i think they fit me in that way where like i'm i'm it's really cool that they keep such a low profile low, low profile uh and i i can appreciate i do appreciate that on several levels um i also like a lot of i feel like i like a lot of bands that do that and i don't know that that's on purpose or not 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I can appreciate the, like just doing the business part, doing what I am interested in. Um, yeah. Cause I'm, I guess like, I'm not always interested in what other people like these famous people's side projects are. <laughs> uh, yeah. All I don't right. know. Those things are boring to All me. Right. Well, when you read the book, I expect an answer on that question. Yes. Okay. Uh, can't wait. I'm not going to take this time to describe your shirt because I'm going to ask you a question about it. Don't even bother. I don't know. I have no explanation about this shirt. Oh, I was going to ask you if you got it at a concert or not. Oh, uh, no. I bought it online, I think. Why? It's made of like organic cotton before that was a thing. Wow. Because they are, they're, they're, they're green. They're, they're just, they're such a good, they're such good no. people. Are they still based in New York? Do you know? Yeah, they still live in New York. Don't know if they also lived in L.A. Uh, maybe. Ugh, L.A. They're also like I—I I mean, they don't come off as like filthy rich, but I would have to assume that they're they filthy, are rich. filthy rich. Yeah, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they actually do donate a lot of money to causes. Um, but if you've uh, been around since the mid '80s, yeah, a lot I of mean, popular songs. Just from royalties on the yeah. music they put out, they probably make a ton of i don't know how royalties work but i assume just from like people streaming their stuff on spotify yeah from 30 from like 10 to 30 years ago like they're making enough money off that they're probably making enough money off of plays of the song sabotage (laughs) to to like sustain my lifestyle (laughs) yeah um god i'd love to be independently wealthy (laughs) uh get out get out of sponsors (laughs) um yeah, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're doing quite well. Which is also why that. Yeah, they, I don't feel like they think they need to do yeah. a bunch of extra shit. And I think the book was again like so much of the stuff to me feels like passion projects. Like they don't need to do that. They did not need to make Hello Nasty a 21 track thing with a bunch of weird songs on it. Yeah, like it would have sold just as many records with like the three singles it had. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe that was the video of the year. It was Intergalactic at the VMAs that year. Wow. Did you watch the VMAs? I don't know if I did. Um, I was really into their music videos. And it was back when you couldn't just watch them on YouTube. You had to. And you had to like hunt for them. I actually own a DVD of like a bunch of their videos because it was, I was like, I want this because it's so hard to watch their videos without yeah. having access to them on a DVD. <laughs> um, I watched a lot of music videos when I was in like eighth and ninth grade. But then i stopped mm-hmm. and now even a song i do love i'm not gonna go search out the video i will only watch them if i hear they're like yeah. something's really cool about them or something yeah you should check out sabotage oh it's, it's like i you know there's been so many music videos since but i remember um like when they used to do you know when i guess they still do this but like vh1 would do top 100 videos of all mm-hmm. time or Ugh, something like i that. watched every single one of those well you better believe VC boys were like number three on the no. list or something like that. I actually desperately wish the lists would be brought back. Cause I loved lists like 100 best rock songs, 100 best pop songs, 100 best videos, yeah, 20 best movies. I loved all of them and would watch them all again. I do find, I think I actually end up learning a lot from that stuff. Like I'll look up things that I won't have yeah. previously known or I'm like, Oh, these are, you, they think these things, you know, three videos are better than sabotage. I better see what those three videos are all about yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. I learned a lot of random stuff from just re- watching that kind of crap or reading it. Yeah. <laughs> lists, lists get a bad rap, but they're pretty cool. I love lists. Um, 
I also loved I Love the 80s. I Love the 90s. Mm-hmm. I've, Best Week Ever. Beastie Boys. I Love the 80s. They were yeah. probably featured on that too. I'm certain they were. Um, yeah. Beastie Boys, one of the all-time bests. I love them. Um, okay. Yeah. Underappreciated, but great. All their albums are so good. Oh, I like, yeah. I They've invented some things. Like they invented like the multi-track beat sampler thing. I don't know if I'm wording all that right, but they like um, check your, uh, check your head. Is that the right one? Uh, they like innovated how to create samples. They they were they were big on do, using like music samples. Um, I believe they let their music be used sample. I believe they let their music sampled like free of royalties because they were they. I don't know. Like a few years ago, there was this whole spat about artists being paid for samples and like copyright no. infringement and people arguing, and they were like among sort of the groups that uh became what they were because of sample using yeah. samples i actually have like learned a lot of other music listening to their songs and like figuring out what the root song yeah. of the thing they um were sampling was um but they're so big into that that like you actually hear them a lot you hear them sampled a lot because well because people respect them like in the hip-hop community yeah they're just one of the they're you know they're legends <laughs> yeah um and also because you can sample them in music uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you've uh, incidentally heard a Beastie Boys uh, no. sample in something that you like uh, and never realized it. Yeah. Um, and I often will hear them because, or the reverse, like I'll hear, I'll be like, oh, this like old, old song. I'll be like, oh, the Beastie Boys sampled this. I never realized this was like a song before them. Or I will be at like a bar and hear like some new song and be like, oh, they sampled the Beastie Boys there. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say I'm me. And you are. I am. And I am going to leave this podcast. And I want to. No. I'm leaving this podcast. No. But also temporarily like to leave. Uh-huh. Um, what should I listen to to get into the Beastie Boys? Well, like I said, they ha- they do have a greatest hits album. <laughs> what, is that a good place to start? Um, I mean, I. It is tricky. I think. I think the most. I mean. Maybe the most modern, like some of their stuff from the 80s does sound like on the dated side. You're like, oh, this sounds like a song from the 80s. Yeah. But Hello Nasty is a still really, like holds up pretty well. And they have a bunch of really like accessible songs in the first bunch. Mm-hmm. Sort of ending with Intergalactic at number seven. Track seven. Um. Although, again, it's like listening to like their first album you'd be like oh this song oh this song oh this song like it's an interesting yeah. it's kind of unbelievable how many of their f- popular songs are on this one yeah. album um and then i mean all their albums are pretty great uh they're not like not it's not always that all the songs are the catchiest of songs but they're i think just like the effort they put into stuff i mean their more recent stuff is maybe more niche than like the earlier stuff, which is like more accessible. I think they wanted to get more artistic. Like they have this one album that is all instrumental that mm-hmm. came out in like the mid two thousands. And I, I like it, but it's almost like, I almost wouldn't expect that many other people to like yeah. it. Cause it's, it's cool how they compose it all. But I think a lot of people want the words. Yeah. I love words. <laughs> um, 
the album to the five boroughs the check it out is uh is good but it also like it, that feels dated because it's all about like getting rid of george bush and stuff like that uh hot sauce committee is pretty good that also has a couple like that has like a song with Nas on it and a song with santa gold and so it, it almost fits it's maybe their most like hip-hop album like it fit, feels like it fits the most to be called hip-hop where their other albums have like rock songs punk songs um hip-hop songs but yeah hot sauce committee i think is almost no rock songs i would say seeing them live is this whole thing where they have to transition between having instruments and not having instruments it's it was uh quite a thing (laughs) um oh they have a they have a movie they made or not there's a a recording of a of a concert they did uh but the way they filmed it was they just gave like i want to say 50 people in the audience video cameras Mm -hmm. and they just edited together all the footage from all these different people to do one so it's like one long show from 50 different perspectives i don't know if 50 is the right number (laughs) but a lot of people a lot of people and then so it's like just cutting it'll be like from the concert floor from the balcony from the hallway uh from backstage it's just like going from all these different perspectives and it's like a pretty cool thing i saw that in in the theaters and then bought the dvd oh wow um I don't think there's any other cool stuff about them that I have to get out. In the theaters, you saw a movie about them in the theater? In the theater. They were just at uh, King's Theater, just down the street from here, promoting their book. I did not go. Uh, it would have been cool, but I also, that's that's not totally my jam. <laughs> um, oh, I love them so much. Um, one time, the first time I saw them, their opening act was a... Uh, dog show <laughs> they had a guy in like a in like a circus like a ringleader mm-hmm. um ringmaster outfit and he was just like had this is like in an arena and he's just like parading dogs around on stage and i was like this is so perfect <laughs> um that sounds adorable i went to see that um this is also they played this is i think the one and only time i saw a band do two encores and they tricked everyone. They 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 acted like they did an encore. Then they like put up the lights and whatever. Okay. And I actually like sort of could see backstage where I was standing. Mm-hmm. And I saw they were like preparing. Someone's like, they're not tearing down yet or whatever. Yeah. And I waited, and they played one more encore, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. What was their encore song? I don't remember. I think it was sabotage. That makes sense. I could look it up. This was a while ago. I went to see this. <laughs> um. Clearly, they haven't performed since like 2010 ish. <laughs> but I think the first time I saw them was in like 2000. Mm, I mean, it's 2006. That might or may not be true. I was 16. I was uh, in college, I think. I think I was. I think I came home from college to go see them. My hometown, not far from my college, uh, is far enough from Boston, but it's weird. Like bands would not go through they could go through my hometown or they would go to boston but they wouldn't like typically do both Mm. on a tour yeah um like i don't know did do do people tour to where where in where in ohio do people go on tour i would say the three places they would go are cleveland cincinnati and columbus um i don't know if every single band would go to all of them 
or like which one they would go to the most. But I think it depends on what size arena you want. And But I mean, I think Cleveland, Columbus and Cincinnati, like Cleveland is oh, like three ish hours away from Columbus and Cincinnati is like two and each just has pretty large populations. So I think generally if like a, a band was like to go to New England um, if they were to play one show in New England, they would either play it in Worcester or Boston. And then they might not otherwise play it. Uh, but if they feel like doing more, if they feel like spreading it out a little more, they might go, they'd probably do like uh, Rhode Island and like Maine, uh, which neither of those places are, have a venue uh, as large as, well, I think Worcester probably is the second largest venue after Boston would have pretty big one or sometimes bands would go to amherst mm-hmm. like umasses and stuff uh and they'd play in like their hockey arena which was like the size of a of a like big it'd be a big old arena i saw oh. green day there once in oh, wow. amherst <laughs> um yeah but i re- always yeah generally i'd feel like most bands if you were to come through and play an arena you were probably playing either worcester or boston yeah but not both so if i wanted to see someone in worcester it was nice because i would just go and stay with my parents uh, yeah um columbus actually has two arenas and a football stadium plus a lot of smaller venues um two arenas huh? nationwide arena and Scene center One's where Ohio State basketball plays. The other one's where the Blue Jackets play. I guess Boston has a few arenas because it ha- there a, a couple of the colleges have yeah. really big places. Um, the main one would be that they would go to uh, the Garden, the Bruins and the Celtics play. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Gannis Arena, which is where BU plays their things. Anyways, we're getting a little off topic. Um, but. Uh, Oh, and I, I guess there is Gillette, like Gillette Stadium, if you're yeah. like a big thing. Or Fenway Park. People perform at Fenway Park. Only the biggest bands get to play there, but. Yeah. Not just anyone can step on the hollowed ground at Fenway Park. You have to be able to sell out that whole place. It's a lot of tickets. How many tickets? For a concert? I don't know. For a baseball game, it's like 36,000. But for, I mean, that's, I will say that is less than a uh, football, most football stadiums. But um, I think usually if you do Fenway, they also get bands that'll do multiple nights. Mm. So you're selling, you have to be able to sell like 200,000 tickets or something yeah. like that. Um, which is crazy to think of a band being that popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have never been to a concert at, at a uh, Fenway park, even though a couple of times there've been bands I like, but whatever. We're getting what? off topic again. Put it on your bucket list. Um, Taylor Swift um, played at the, um, the horseshoe which is where ohio state plays in that stadium is a hundred thousand i don't think she quite sold it out but it's not quite as big as michigan stadium but uh... it's not but it's better because it's prettier <laughs> michigan stadium just, is bigger i'm just pushing buttons <laughs> michigan stadium is bigger that does not mean it's better mm-hmm. uh, size doesn't matter cool uh <laughs> all right uh i think i'm good i talked about the beastie boys for a long time by the way um uh, they get they make me really excited I also think, like, of the bands I like, I think they're the coolest. Okay. Like, I could come on here, and I probably won't come on here and talk about Modest Mouse. I was another just going to use Modest Mouse as an example. That I really like. But I don't know that I care. I don't know that there's, like, I love them. And again, top 10 band. I don't know that I have enough to say about them to make it a whole topic. 
but I can really geek out about the Beastie Boys. <laughs> well, you know another great thing about the Modest Mouse? Uh, what? Some of their songs are on OC soundtracks. Mm, float on. Yep. Uh, I probably like Dashboard. Is that too late for them to be on OC? I don't know. I'd have to look at them. Look at them? I have them in Ohio. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they're they're just such a cool band. I might bring their book on as a topic if I so if desire. Like so desire. It's a, a huge book. I don't know. I don't care if people hate this episode. I love the Beastie Boys. <laughs> no one's going to hate this episode. And uh, I felt like uh, just... Uh, I learned ta- a lot. Yeah. Maybe I'll go home and listen to Sabotage and Intergalactic. I mean, give... give. I mean, I think you would be pleasantly surprised if you went on like Spotify or whatever. What do you use? Apple Music. There you go. If you like... Do they do like top songs on Apple? Yeah. Apple Music or whatever. I know like Spotify and Google do it, but I don't know if Apple I think does they it. do. I'm not sure. Uh, but like if you just were to like play, just like go through like their top 10 most played songs and you'd be like, oh my God, this song. Oh my God, this song. I challenge everyone to do that because they're so good. Um, I accept your challenge. Yeah. Uh, and I go back to what I said almost in the beginning, which is I think they're one of the most like you don't think of it, but I think they're one of the most successful bands in that they have so many, I can't even like, it's hard for me to imagine like many bands having as many well-known songs as them. Uh, just play a Super Bowl. Did uh, they ever play they, a Super Bowl? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they, they use a tour a lot. Their first tour was for opening for Madonna. Oh, wow. That's an interesting thing. That's the key for the a good first, Super Bowl halftime. First big tour, I should yeah. say. And she did Super Bowls, so there you go. Yeah. You have to have a lot of songs a lot of people know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, I think they could. I think that's, again, one of those things, like, if they wanted to go that way, they probably could have. Um, they just didn't. I just feel like they didn't. And, and, and I feel like it's hard. It was hard for people. Like, again, them not making a lot of news, mm-hmm. like, kept them out of that that spotlight in that mm-hmm. way which i'm sure they like and i can appreciate as well they can live with their wealth it's a good demeanor to have all right Hi. emily we have uh i feel good i'm done okay matt we your topic's done corrections i think yes we do i'm pulling them up right now don't you worry okay well maybe i shouldn't have been done the beastie boys are <laughs> uh great okay um, i'm ready mm-hmm <laughs> We have two. They're both about the improv episode. And here they are. One is from my friend Nora Jones. Not the famous one, but the one that I care way more about. No, this is this is the famous one. Uh. <laughs> um, Nora Jones listens to our podcast. Hi, Matt and Emily. Been loving your pod lately. You guys are really finding your groove. I know it's a little late, but I have feedback on the improv episode. T word phrase for friendship. We were asking for a word that would be start with a T. That's Ooh, about friendship. good. Um, she said total togetherness, sort of creepy sounding, or <laughs> just true friends. Mm-hmm. True friends. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, let me say, I, I've, I'm going to interject there. I just recently was trying to find... Um, so like on our, if, if you go to tbdpodcast.com, there's like a page for the teas we've had, the topics we've had, um, things like that, episodes. Um, and I... I made the topics page and the topics page just, there's like a stack of books. It's topics next to it. That's like the, the, the big banner image at the top. 
And I wanted to make those for all of our pages. And I made a tea the, for the teas page. There's like a, a teacup and mm-hmm. it says teas. Um, and I was like, oh, the friends page doesn't have anything yet. And then I was like, what do you have a, a photo of friends? Like, you, like what photo is that? A bunch of people laughing. Yeah, maybe. I just, I, people, having people in photos is, I don't like a yeah. lot. For that page, I might do it someday, but uh, generally, I like to stay away from people in photos. So then I started finding pictures of like animal friends. <laughs> and if you go look, there is just like these two cute little dogs on there right now. Um, <laughs> uh, they are man's best friends. They are. And these are good dogs. But like so many of them, I felt like were su- like too creepy for me to be like friends. And it was like too like, you know, kittens, but they're like really like they're cuddling. But I'm like, oh, but I'm trying to show friendship, not. Kind of, I, I thought they were too creepy. <laughs> like, I think they're cute looking at, but I thought it would be creepy to put the word friends on it and put it on the top of this webpage. <laughs> Someday I might think of a better photo for that, but right now it's two dogs <laughs> and they're not touching each other. <laughs> That's the other thing. I didn't want two things that were touching each other. I you felt like two separate things. It felt too uh, intimate to come across the, the word friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. She also says, also, in relation to the chemical physical change convo on toast, PBS to the rescue. <laughs> she sent us a video, which I have watched, about um, uh, a dog and his brother dog making a competition to um, uh, um, make lunch for these kids. Um, and it's all about how you can't untoast toast. And you can't, you can't, like, if you blend something together, you can't unmix it. Mm-hmm. But if you, like, do it individually, you can take stuff out. Like... If I were to put broccoli with gummy bears in, I could separate the broccoli and gummy bears. But if I put broccoli and gummy bears into a blender and hit start, I wouldn't be able to separate the broccoli and gummy bears. Yeah. As, what does that have to do? <laughs> we the, had a conversation about how you can't untoast oh, toast. Oh, I know the untoast toast part. That's just what the video is about. Okay. And, oh, but, she said, spoiler, you can't untoast toast. So definitely the, you can't untoast toast thing and that's like because that's a chemical change yes but if you can't separate but is blending gummy bears and broccoli a chemical change is that the point i don't of the know story it's, i don't know it's not though right it's a physical even though you've blended them I don't know. oh no we need a correction on this correction <laughs> i, I, I like i appreciate it but now i'm i honestly am questioning my own values <laughs> and my own life experiences <laughs> um and trying to think can i separate gummy bears and uh broccoli once i blend them together <laughs> I, th- I bet you could do it in water. I bet one of them floats more than the other. <laughs> I'm moving on. Please do. <laughs> We're having another correction. This is about Improv Asylum. This is from Katie Abate, who I shouted out earlier in this podcast and isn't now. Emily and I have been to Improv Asylum when I lived in Boston and she came to visit, which did remind me that I did go there and I knew I've seen Improv in Boston. I couldn't have told you if it was Improv Boston or Improv Asylum. But I feel like I asked you because I knew Improv Asylum was in the North End yeah it's in the touristy section um but we saw cards against humanity improv show mm, i if you had told me that i just with that information i would have known that was uh because I, I think they still do that show at uh improv asylum mm. in boston okay those are our corrections thank you um for the corrections uh nora and katie thanks guys right uh Love ya. do we need to say anything else i don't think so a uh, special episode Wednesday next week. Hell yeah. It's our uh, Thanksgiving sort of uh, weirdo episode. But if you have to travel, maybe give us a listen and that can um, pass some of the time. Yeah. <sighs> I, um, my name is Matt Armando. 
I'm Emily Riggins. And this has been uh, TBD. This is the... <laughs> with Matt and Emily. Should we start over and cut all that out? No, let's leave it. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We love you.